0: Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. Thank you so much, worship team. My God. That's okay. Y'all didn't practice like they did. Come on. God bless you so much. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, and we're going to read mostly from the Amplified Version today and I'm going to just get us started. Bible says, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I fought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man or woman, I did away with childish things. Another translation says, I put away childish things. And as I was praying for what is it that the Lord has for us on the 14th day of a 21 day journey? The Lord gave me this simple title, a life of authority. A life of authority. That's okay. You could tell your neighbor, a life of authority. Bible says when I was a child I talked like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. But when I became a man, I did away, I put away with childish things. We get to a stage in our life where God requests for us to do something more and to shift seasons. There's a reason why the scripture doesn't say, I fizzled away or transitioned out of childish things. Because the thing is, maturity has nothing to do with your age. And childish things can follow you all the way into your adulthood. If you do not take an active decision to put away such childish things, you might still be childish. You might still be childish, but the scripture tells us that when I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. And then when I became a man, I did away. I put away childish things. In the last couple of weeks, Ameka and Dar have done an excellent job of ministering to us about authority. We learned about being in the middle of grace and authority last week. And today I want to just remind us that authority simply means the right to use an already existing power. And the key is to know how to access the power source through the knowledge of the word. We learned in the first week that authority is something that's conferred upon you based off of the word that you know. It's about relationship with God. God is not going to dispense a level of authority to somebody he doesn't trust and he knows. So authority simply means the right to use an already existing power. And I want us to remember these three things. At every single junction in your walk with God, three things you always need to assess. The way you speak, the way you think, and the way you understand. The way you speak, that's your speech. The way that you think, that's your thoughts. And the way you understand, that's the way you view life. Maturity necessitates challenge. Tell your neighbor challenge. See, we don't always like the gospel that talks about tough things. I was talking to somebody earlier this week and she was telling me about someone that doesn't quite see Christianity as all this warfare we're doing. Like, why are we trying to find authority? Because grace is there. And, You know, the reality is if you live long enough, you'll be challenged. Even if you ignore a challenge, the challenge is there. Because some of us, our coping mechanism is to act like it doesn't exist. Sometimes we try to skirt around our reality because we don't want to confront the hard things in our life. And, And the reality is some of you may be blind may not see things the way somebody else. Have you ever talked to your friends? My friends know I do this just about every year. I text them towards the end of the year. Um, I need you to assess me and my, my character. Can you please tell me what you think I've been? Beca-? And they'll say certain things I never saw. We don't even have relationships. That's a whole nother story where we could do that. But the reality is when you give somebody the opportunity to say certain things about you, it may not be what you see. Am I making sense? Because when we are within ourselves, we have certain blinders. And the blinders keep us from sometimes seeing the difficulties and the issues that we need to address. So maturity necessitates you being challenged because what challenges you grows you. What challenges you grows you. So if you don't want to face a challenge you are literally stunting your growth. You are literally cheating yourself from becoming your best self because you don't want to face the challenge. And there's so many of us who prefer to flirt with superficial Christianity that doesn't look like it has challenge in it. We, we think that the hard stuff was in our parents' generation, right, they're the ones that talk about fall down and die. And pull down the demons and all this stuff, and you just like, listen, I don't see no demons in my life. <laughs> you're like, I don't all this stuff that y'all doing, prayer meetings, night, I don't have those issues. Newsflash, you do. <laughs> They're just masked in your everyday life. You see, when you are indifferent and you don't see any big deal in all the things, it's a spirit. There's a spirit called indifference. Some of you, you think you need deliverance from pornography and all these other things. You need deliverance from indifference. You don't see things. You're just like, what's the big deal? Meanwhile, people are literally saying, look, dude, you have issues. And so indifference is something that's getting so many of us. We just don't see. Maturity gives you wisdom. I'm sorry to say this, but no matter how many books you read, sometimes the most intellectual people struggle the most with faith. Because this thing, this kingdom stuff has nothing to do with intellect. The way the spirit works is way different than where the physical works. You can be 12 years old and the spirit is on your life and you have an anoint upon your life and you will have more wisdom. Jesus Christ was found in the synagogue at how old? 12. He was conferring with all these men and they're thinking, where did this come from? He had the anointing upon his life. He had a knowing, he was mature. So I don't want us to think that maturity is left for when you're 50 and you've had your kids and they're out of the house and now you have time to read your Bible, no. Maturity gives wisdom. Spiritual maturity has nothing to do with your gifts or talents. Please write that down. I don't know, I received that for somebody. That maturity has nothing to do with your influence, your talents, your gifts, your connections. It has nothing to do, who you know does not matter in the kingdom of God right now. I'm sorry. Who you follow, who you connect, who you can call, who you can depend on, that has nothing to do. Bible says that we should sort out our salvation with fear and trembling, it's personal. It has nothing to do with your network. We must understand maturity to understand levels of authority. If we do not understand maturity in the spirit, we will not get this authority thing. And as we are walking into the next seven days, there's some of you that have still not understood authority. You've still not even been able to exercise authority. You're still begging God to take away your issue when you should be confronting the enemy. Some of us are still in the realm of grace, hoping and wishing things will change. Meanwhile, you've not heard a download from heaven about how you're supposed to walk in your life. In the next seven days, I believe that the Lord is going to confer authority on some people. You've been reading your word. You've been coming to the prayers. You've been on Instagram live praying and still you feel like something is missing. I don't get it. Let's move to the book of Acts chapter 19, verse 11. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. Acts 19, 11, and I'll read from NIV here. Are we there? Amen. Acts chapter 19, verse 11. The Bible says, a Jewish priest were doing this. Verse 15, one day the evil spirit answered to them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know about, but who are you? Verse 16, the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. This is actually quite comical, so you can laugh, because The reality is you've got people who are ill-equipped trying to fight. We have Paul, we know Paul the apostle. The Lord had dispensed so much grace upon this man that he was doing such great work. And so we have people who were like, if Paul can do it, I can do it. They were, were were they unbelievers? Were they outsiders? They were priests. Those are pastors, ministers. Said, let me do what Paul does. Let's try to cast this demon out of this person. And the Bible says the demon talked back to them and said, dude, we don't know you. Who, are you all this stuff, what are you even standing on? What foundation are you standing on? And what did they do? They made a mockery of him and beat him up. That's why I say y'all could laugh. And how many of us are being made a mockery of? Because we don't have authority and we're trying to defeat certain things in our life. And your issue is saying, Jesus I know, this person I know, but who are you? See, these are some secret wisdoms that a lot of us don't know about. I'm telling you that You can watch all the sermons online you want to, you can do seven steps to your freedom, but if you have not understood I need authority, you won't be free. Does that make sense? You won't be free. And the enemy keeps keeping us in bondage and keeping us ignorant. I always say ignorant is not bliss. What you don't know can kill you, literally. What you don't know can derail your destiny. What you don't know can defeat you. You must know. In this seven days, you must know. If something is happening in my life, I tell God, I have to know. Where is this coming from? I can't afford not to know. Your destiny cannot afford for you not to know. There are generations, there are so many things connected to your life. You cannot afford not to know. So many of us are okay with not knowing and the enemy is defeating us. You think because you're 22, you have time. The enemy is defeating you. The same mockery and trickery is using you 22. He can use it at 40, he can use it at 50. He does not know age. He does not respect it. These are kingdom principles. You cannot afford not to know. You have to know. Literally, priests getting jumped by a demon Low-key, a Tyler Perry movie, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Pay me for that, Tyler, if you see this. (laughs) Literally, make a mockery, because they were ill-prepared. And it would be a disservice of us, as the Gap Church, to carry all these people through 21 days, and for you to be made a mockery. God forbid! not on our watch in the name of Jesus, will you be made a mockery. I believe that after today's message, you will have what it takes to face things in this next seven days. Oh, I think that's just for me, right? That's not for anybody else. Because I've been seeing us in these 14 days, people are hungry for God, right? I see people coming dedicated, praying but we don't understand who we are in him. We don't know what we have. And the enemy is using that to his advantage. Authority and anointing are not the same thing. I need you to get that right in your core. If you didn't write anything down, get that in your notebook. Authority and anointing are not the same. Anointing is given by the Holy Spirit for a task, for a work, for your destiny. Authority is given from God, the power source. You don't understand that some of you are operating in anointing, but you don't have authority. Those priests had anointing, but they didn't have authority. When you are anointed, that's great. David had anointing, but he didn't have the authority to do some of the things he did, and he fell. We need to understand it's not the same. You could have been in church 15 years, anointing, speaking in tongues. When you pray, everybody's like, oh, my God. And then you're in your closet, and you can't defeat the demon of your life because you don't have the authority. One minute, just pray for yourself, God. God. Give me authority. Pray for yourself. In the name of Jesus, I cannot leave this season without authority. I refuse to be made a fool of the enemy. I do not want to be a laughing stock. Lord God, I must have authority. Pray for yourself. The name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit. He reveals supernatural things to us, but the ability to address the supernatural requires authority. The Holy Spirit can reveal, but the ability to address things supernaturally requires authority. I think we need to understand that. You see, there's certain times that the Lord will give me a dream. He'll give me a vision about something. But I know I don't have the authority to handle that thing. So my covering, I go to him and say, hey, pastor, this is what I saw. No problem. The Lord will handle it. and he has the authority. See, some of us, you dream dreams and you act upon it, and you don't have the authority. You, you, you get revelation, and you go willy-nilly, and you just start doing anyhow, anyhow. And you don't have the authority. God, God, some of you, your only assignment is the knowledge, is the revelation. You have nothing to do with fulfilling it, because you don't have the authority. We don't have the time today, but authority has levels. Authority has levels. And there's some of us that right now, we have been in an infancy, state. we've actually been in a fetal stage, inside, growing, and growing, and growing, and growing. And the revelations God have given us, we don't have what it takes because we're not toddlers yet, we're not running yet, we don't have the feet to walk with it. So some of us, and I, I saw this clearly, that a lot of us in this room, we are literally in a fetal stage. And we're fighting to get out, because it's time to get birthed. And as we are fighting, we think that the enemy is attacking us. We don't know that it's birth pains. It's growth pains. We don't know that we're contracting in the spirit realm and we think that I need to be delivered from these things. The demons are after me. Oh, generational curses. No, sweetie. It's time for you to get out of this season. You are not who you were. Spiritual contractions happening. You're no longer. Time is up. It's been long enough in this comfortable, cozy womb, womb of insecurities womb of issues, womb of comfort zones, womb of the same set of friends, womb of the same level of understanding, womb of the same way that you keep speaking, womb of perspective, the same dull perspective that has kept you bound for years. It's time to give it up. It's time to give it up. I see it. So many of us, we're agitated with our friendships. We're agitated in our life. You keep accepting the spirit of confusion and God says, no, contract out. I come against the spirit of confusion that robs you of knowing what's going on. You must know. I woke up this morning. I said, God, I've never preached like this before. I don't know this kind of message. But the Lord has put me on an assignment today. He said so many people are contracting. They're contracting, and they don't want to get out. Do you know what happens to a baby who doesn't want to be birthed? They die. Right there in the womb. The thing that used to appease you, comfort you, nourish you can be the thing that kills you. Do you know this? What was once supposed to be a place of comfort for you is now your deathbed. Get out. Contract out. Don't stay in there. Seven days. Some of you have not fasted. Get on board. You need it. Your life depends on it. The enemy is literally manipulating out you out of your purpose and you can't see it. But it's okay, we're in here, we'll see it for you. Get out, contract out. You must understand there is more to life than this. You cannot afford to be your parents. Oh, some people don't get that. You could have the best parents in the world, but you still can't be them. You can't. Some of us, we think that we're under attack. So you're literally self-sabotaging and you're hiding under imposter syndrome and can't get yourself out. Imposter? When you're a child of God, do you know who you are? Authority. Authority, when you stand upon authority, nobody can question your identity. You belong in the room. You belong on the table. There's a seat on the table earmarked for you. You see, this is not just about giving us spiritual understanding so we can just serve in the church. Some of you boardrooms are waiting for you, and you can't get out. <laughs> Contract. Get out. Get out of your comfort. Literally. Literally. Fortune 500 companies are waiting for us. And you can't get out. You keep ruminating in your comfort, thinking you're like everybody else. You're nothing like them. You're nothing like them. Get out. You must contract. You must get out. We refuse to stand by and see another generation. Mimic what they saw. Some of you, you have never seen the example of what you're supposed to be. And that's what's limiting you. You don't see it. Newsflash, it doesn't exist because you're supposed to be it. Get out, contract, get out. Get out. And then there's others. That there's a spirit of abortion that wants to attack you. Abortion is innocent bloodshed. And in the spirit realm, there's only one blood that we signify that heals, and that's the blood of Jesus. These are deep things. I hope you go back and you pray for God to give you deeper revelation. There's a spirit of abortion that wants to attack some people. And and so as you're trying to contract, it seems like every time you want to get there, something chokes you. In, in science, we know when a woman gets to the point of her gestational period and she's ready to give birth, sometimes there's a risk that happens where the umbilical cord can sometimes wrap around the baby's neck. And that is a serious risky situation where now no more vaginal delivery. Let's get you to the operating room. Let's get this baby out. Let's do a C-section. Because if this baby tries to come out with this cord, he's gonna die hey the umbilical cord is that nourishment we were talking about the thing that connected you to your source and for some of you the lord's going to do an operation anything by any means necessary you're going to get out whether the devil likes it or not and is using form of manipulation to strangle you in the name of jesus i decree there shall be an operation in this week whether the devil likes it or not seven days miracle This generation will not be lost to any manipulation of the enemy. You must rise up. You're better than this. Everything that's been strangling your voice, limiting you, keeping you kept, contract, get out. Even if a contraction can't get surgical, in the spirit realm, some of you, you will literally see yourself in an operating room this week, in your dreams. You will literally see it. You've got to get out. You don't need a prophet. You don't need a prophet. When you have authority, you are the prophet. There's some things you need to speak over in your life. Stop waiting for Sunday. You need to transform your closet into your war room. You see, sometimes I wake up and the enemy wants to try some mess in my house. Well, the devil is a lie. I get my anointing oil and I go to war over anything contending with me. You see, it doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. The enemy is still interested in sabotaging you. He doesn't need a perfect time of the day. He doesn't need a season. He doesn't need a significant event in your life. Everyday attack is possible. Some of you, you don't need the pastor to give you anointing oil. You better pray over what you have in your house and symbolically use that to seal over some things. Some of you, every single time you apply to grad school, you get, they don't accept you. You better seal and anoint those papers, anoint those applications. Every single time you sit down for an interview, you freeze up. You better decree and declare that as I speak, I speak unto the Lord. I'm getting this. Oh, no, 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 no. We keep waiting for a prophet and there's so many false prophets who know you're waiting for a prophet. Yes. You must understand that if you are not growing in your speech, your thoughts or your understanding, <laughs> you not you're not going anywhere. Track yourself. If you are still speaking the way you were three years ago, time to change. The world is not the same three years ago as three years ago. If 2020 hasn't shown you anything, is that things are constantly and anything can happen. Some of you, 2020 has tested you and shown you that you're literally standing on nothing. So for some of you, in the next seven days, you need a new foundation. Because the Bible says that if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? I love it because it says with the foundations are being destroyed, meaning it's going on. What can the righteous do? Some of you, you need to rebuild a foundation in authority. And get this right now. Some of you, the babe, when you have, getting to a certain point in your life, you might be pregnant and the doctor tells you that, hey, this, this child is going to, be autistic or this child is gonna have special needs. And and, and right now we have in a generation, oh I'm so worried, I'm so concerned. What? So is it then that you're gonna learn about authority? Or is it now? Is it then or now? When are you gonna learn? 50 to 53. That as Jesus was on the cross and he let out his last breath, the Bible says that the veil torn, and a lot of people miss this. It said that there was people in tombs that began to rise. Hmm. Jesus dies. Within hours, literally, tombs began to open. People who have been dead and stinking woke up and stepped out. Authority, even onto death, it's possible. Haha. <laughs> even when the doctor tries to say you're not gonna make it. There's some people, there was a the girl a couple weeks ago, she was in a coma. She's connected to this church. I said. The devil is a lie. Even unto death, she will rise. You have to understand authority transcends death and life. You need this bad. You need this because your life depends on it. A life without authority is a life of defeat. You will literally not be able to win without this. Don't worry, your life is sweet, everything is good. Money is in your bank account, you get everything you want. But the enemy waits, he waits. The Bible says he lies and waits. Some of you, I don't have to preach this, you've lived it. But others, you ain't seen nothing and you just like, "Uh, it's not a big deal. But I pray for you that the mercy of God will not allow you to see the day that the devil deals with you in the name of Jesus. We don't have to wait to get there. God forbid. You're gonna contract. Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, as they were in the Passover, and literally Jesus was telling them of what was to come. Disciples being used by the enemy spoke up, and the, Jesus said, "What did He say? Get thee behind Me, Satan!" And Satan had to bow. There are some situations you don't even have to think twice about. What? Who are you? What is the what is the pronunciation that comes out automatically? Are you that that just submits to when the devil? No! Get thee behind Me, Satan! Over this generation and every single person, get thee behind Me, Satan! No more limping. No more abortion. No more. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.